Hello everybody, it's Michael Finkley with The Michael Finkley Show. And I'm Nicole with Conversations with Nicole. You can join me Wednesdays at 9 a.m. on all of my streaming platforms. Well, Nikki, don't forget about The Michael Finkley Show, Mondays, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the CTR Media Network. Join us! Hey family, it's gospel artist Marcus Jordan, and you're watching The Michael Finkley Show. It's finally here, my brand new single, Biggest Dream Come True, now available on all streaming platforms. The next Michael Finkley, actress, social media influencer, and advocate, Lolita Molina is with us. Talks about her journey as a paraplegic entertainer and a community spotlight series with the founder of Exit Strategy LLC, Ronald Richardson II is with us. All new Finkley, Monday. She's an Arthur, she's an actress, she's an advocate, and the list continues and goes on and on and on and on. I am talking about Lolita Molina. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, you're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. Uh, we were introduced by amazing Lisa. We love Lisa. <laughs> love her, love her, love her. And when she um, presenting your information to us, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, can I talk with her? What that one, that one, Lisa, that one, right? Because you have overcome so much, but yet you still smile, you still serve, right? You still inspire others. How do you keep your motivation up with everything that you've been through in life? I I really, really like iced coffee and it gets me through the day. And I think the caffeine just gives me a really optimistic buzz. But uh, realistically, I love uh, it. <laughs> no, realistically, I have my I have my bad days, but I just I I keep that to myself. Obviously, um, I think if I had a good day every single day, I I don't think I'd be here. I think I'd be in Area Fifty One to be studied and <laughs> to be more robotic, if you will. Mm -hmm. That part. So let's go back, right? Let's talk about that past. Right. How do how did you end up here? What did that past look like? That that the dark side of the story that you lived? It, a lot happened in just a few years. I was born in Siberia. I was pretty much immediately an orphan from that. And I was brought to the United States by a foster family with the intention to adopt, which was kind of their loophole to bring me here. And that fall, that autumn. I was left permanently paralyzed in an act of child abuse from the foster father. Through that, I was immediately fostered and then later adopted by my current family. So I went from that home and gained pretty much eight sisters and a brother. <laughs> uh, big family. Big family. Uh, out of the 10 of us, seven of us are adopted. So 
I got to experience all different kinds of people and mindsets and stories. So storytelling and hearing stories was already prevalent by the time I knew the English language. So I went from a dark beginning to a home of different opportunities that I'm very, very grateful for. I love that. I love that, right? We all start from somewhere, but we never know how we're going to end up, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we have to be optimistic about that as well. And yes. in that story, right, in your story, um, have you ever, have you ever desired to meet your birth parents? No, I, it's not like, oh, I, I, I hate them. I would never want to see them. It's more so there's just no connection to, to that side. I'm more interested in learning about my genealogy, but I don't need to meet anyone from there. It's just not something that is an aim in my heart. Um, Thank you for giving me life, but the, the buck stops there, pretty much. Shit. Okay. That's, um, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, some, I've, I've asked that question so many times, different individuals, there's just so many different answers to go along with it. Mm -hmm. And each answer is so unique in their own way, right? And I have chalked it up to, that's your life, you have to. And you have to be okay with what you feel, right? We have to feel our feelings and to be okay with that. And you're okay with that. And you're moving on with life. And you're mm -hmm. moving on with life. I love that. So what do we see now as the Arthur, as the actress? Was it an easy road getting there? Uh, I mean, the acting took far longer, but when I when it comes to being an author, I, I was writing stories the moment I knew how to form a sentence. I, my mother had saved a lot of my spiral ring notebooks because by the time I knew how to write, I was writing little short stories from cover to cover of those journals. And she kept a few of them. Were the stories good? I was six, <laughs> but it was, it's always been, I've always been a storyteller. I would tell stories to my, my older sisters, my younger sisters, my mother and I bonded over tons of film and TV. I, I bonded with my father over novels and music. So storytelling in all different forms was just in my home and I absorbed it like a sponge. So being a storyteller was just something that was natural. The acting, I come from a very not artistic place <laughs> where I live. So it was hard to find opportunities. It was harder to find them. And when I did, there was there was really no going past what I did have here. So social media becoming a thing was great for me because then I got to explore acting and storytelling in that medium through social media. And that's how my management found me. And then that's how I got my first job, which was super, super cool. Um, and so it, it was just, it all just kind of fell into place. And I, I have friends who tell me, your life literally plays out like a chapter book. It really, they said, it really does. They said everything just kind of moved into each chapter as it should have. And I, I sit back and go, yeah, kind of did, actually. Which chapter do you like the best? <sighs> I would say the beginning to, ironically enough, 2020. Everything really started kicking off in 2020 when the world stopped, <laughs> essentially. Uh, when social aspects of our lives stopped, everything really started rolling for me. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and even the start of your content error, was it really a dare from your sister? Yes. <laughs> yeah. How did that play? How did that play out? <laughs> I, my younger sister always knew that in high school, I was very much the mouse of my grade. I, I had, I had friends, but I wasn't popular by any means. I was just the one kid in a wheelchair in school. So I didn't care about social media at the time. I didn't care about any of being like a, an influencer. So my sister noticed that I was scrolling through musically at the time. And she said, I bet you that you couldn't keep the account going for a week without getting bored because it was true. I didn't really care about running an account and making content weekly. So I said, you know what? Fine, whatever. I have, I have pride. I can do it. Yeah. So, so I did it. And then I think that was the exact week that TikTok bought musically. And that's when everything started changing because I didn't care about the musically concept. I didn't really care about the what musically was. So I really wasn't going to keep the account and continue posting content. But TikTok, I really liked its form. I loved its algorithm even back then. And big content creators at the time noticed me. They reposted my stuff and it was off to the races. Boom, boom, boom. And you said before, that's how you were discovered to land this amazing <laughs> role, major project, right? Yes. That got you noticed, right? What was that experience like for you? I was, I, I didn't, I'm an idiot. And when I was first, on, <laughs> well, when I was first auditioning for things, it was when self tapes were really taken off because again, it was during right when the big COVID was pretty much crashing down on this country. And I would get a ton of submissions for little things, big things. And I was still trying to find my niche in the audition world. And I stopped reading who was making what projects. And I would just read the script, audition, send it through, call it a day. So I didn't know it was by such a large company, let alone a few large companies. So I did the audition. I, I said, okay, whatever. I didn't think I was going to get it. So I was chilling with a friend. We were watching TV and I got a phone call from my agent who said, can you fly out there tomorrow? Because the country they're filming in is going to close down. So I had to be really quick. And by the, I think it was by the time I got to the airport, I found out who was making the film. And I had to call my agent and go, are you effing with me? Are you screwing with me right now that these people are making this movie? And he said, did you not read the email? And I said, no, <laughs> no. So now I read the emails. That was my first big lesson <laughs> to read who's making what. Um, that was a lesson learned. But being my first big production, I had done short films, indie films. I've done very, very small things. The I've done theater. But to be on a professional set was just it was so cool. I didn't know how else to really word it. And it was a cool learning experience because I had the team come up to me and they were too accommodating because I'm someone who was raised by boomers. I was raised by old school people. Basically, I was taught if there's something that's not already accessible, you find your way around it and you don't beg for accommodations if you can find your solution. So they were so accommodating that I told them, I can do these things, you know, on my own. It's fine. So it was a cool learning experience from professionals. And they said it was equally a learning experience because they're not used to people like me being on their sets. So it was really 
intriguing and I liked all the lessons that I learned. And since that experience, what has been going through your mind now? Like, oh my gosh, what's next? Hi everybody, I'm Chief Meteorologist Ed Piotrowski with ABC 15 and you're watching The Michael Finkley Show. Next Finkley, Arthur and Ted Talk speaker, Lord J. Owens Jr. stops and by. he tells us what's next. Plus, Community Spotlight Series, all new Finkley, Monday. Hello everybody, it's Finkley from the Finkley Experience. We're an educational consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. So we assist students with their college and career endeavors. We train school administrators on the state of first-generation students. And also, we partner with colleges and universities to assist their first-generation population for easy transition from high school to college. So if you're looking for a presenter or a speaker that presents on these topics and so much more, visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com and learn about all that we do. We're looking forward to working with you. CTR Media Network is now accepting new podcasters to join our growing network that's reaching 350 million global listeners. Have you heard? CTR Media Network offers podcast production, podcast training, distribution, and product placement. Book us for your next event or schedule an interview with CTR Media Network podcasters today. To learn more, go to ctrmedianetwork.com. Going through your mind now, like, oh my gosh, what's next? Pretty much, um, because I don't get as many auditions as my peers and friends who are in the industry because of my wheelchair. So while I don't get as many auditions a month or every other month, I do get big roles because you know, if you're gonna write a character in a wheelchair, it's gonna be a pretty notable character. They're gonna be not just in one scene, they're gonna be supporting actors. And so I was so astounded by the different roles that I would just get in my emails and I'm going, oh my goodness, this is so cool seeing these companies making these projects. So I just can't wait for things to blow over and to see who gets what, even if it's not me. I love seeing, I always will go through IMDb and I'll check who got which parts I tried out for because I'm curious to see who got it. And I'm curious to see if it's also a wheelchair user that I can go follow on Instagram. Wow. Do you see that because you're in a wheelchair, do you see that um, you're connecting with this completely different network in acting of individuals that are also in wheelchairs? Well, not even just as an actor, but as a, a social media content creator. Um, I, I befriended a lot of really cool people in this wheelchair world, if you will. Um, I attended a convention in July for people in wheelchairs. My friend, she hosts it. And I finally got to make it out there. And it was really interesting to see because growing up, I just had my sister who was also in a wheelchair. She was the only, only other person I ever knew growing up uh, like me. So it was so, it was a different world wheeling into the, the ballroom and just seeing little kids wheel past me. And they're in wheelchairs that are made for them, like their actual size. Because 
growing up, I had an adult sized wheelchair and I had to grow into it for like seven years. So it was so cool to see because I was on another planet basically up until I went to that convention. I had no idea the advancements that were made since I was a child. Uh, so it was really different to see. Another level, right? Yes. <laughs> Definitely another level. Are you proud of yourself at this point in your life? Gee, thanks for the therapist questions. Like, so how, <laughs> how do you think about that? Um, I am proud to say that if I had to look in a mirror and see 12-year-old me, I think she would not believe it. Um, because... I would say 12 to 14 was some of the worst years of my life. And I think if she saw it, I, I think she'd have like a mini stroke of joy. I don't know if that's the right phrasing, but I would say she'd be very astounded. I love that. I love that. I'm going to follow with a, another therapist question as well. <laughs> Um, what is your next biggest dream? I would say, with, I think I was drinking with a friend and we were doing random Google searches and I wanted to know, it popped into my head, how many disabled people have won Oscars? And so I was looking into it because I was curious and I noticed a paraplegic has never won an Oscar. Um, I think the only, the top three people one was deaf, and then I think two were amputees. Um, I have a sister who's deaf, so I was really happy to see that a deaf person had won in history, but not a wheelchair user. So that's my next big dream. <laughs> You're going to be the first. And if not me, if not me, I want to live to see the day that I can sit in that audience and see it happen for someone. This is what I always say, because my best friend always says this to me. She said, she's like, you know what? You have It has to come to pass because your words are listening, right? Mm -hmm. so it has to happen. It has to happen. You said it. Now it's got to happen. So now yes. we're, we're just waiting for it to happen. You're just waiting patiently. Aww, <laughs> that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. What have you recently learned about yourself that you didn't already know? Hmm. I don't already know. Um, that I'm more stubborn than I thought I was originally. <laughs> uh, that could be good. That could be bad. Um, and that my resilience is actually admired by people. I always thought that people just said it to be nice, you know, because when you see someone in a wheelchair, I think there's that really, really heavy stereotype of, oh, they're doing great because they're in a chair and we expected less. Um, so if they do the bare minimum, that's amazing. And I think when people say that they admire how I never give up, even if it's like, hey, Lita, this is like pretty much actually impossible. I know that there is no impossible thing, but this is actually not going to happen. And I refuse to give up on it. And people admire that. I never expected that to be true. <laughs> I always thought it was just something nice people said. Wow. The, you know, the the expectations at times of ourselves, right, um, kind of get the best of us. And in, in all of that, we learn, we grow, we improve. And that's what I love about life, right? That's what I love about life. 
And that goes into your social media as well. When when I'm watching your social media, I feel I feel great because I'm listening to someone that has been through something, but you know, they always have a positive outlook on it. When persons, that's what I get from it. But when you're making this content, what do you want people to feel? Uh, it depends on which content. Like if you're watching a cosplay video, usually I want you to be very scared. I want you to be afraid. <laughs> but if it's about wheelchair content, I just want... <laughs> but when it comes to the wheelchair content, when it whether it's my dark humor or just explaining a day-to-day -day thing that I do that people may not know can be done, I do it as a way to show people the most realistic point of view. Because I will see wheelchair creators, disabled creators, they will describe a way that they do something, but it's always with that push of inspiration. And I'm just someone that doesn't care enough. <laughs> it's like, oh, they want to see how I drive? Sure, I'll show you how I drive. Easy. Um, I'll make a video about that. Sure. But it's just that. I just show how I drive. Or if it's a dark humor thing, I want people to laugh because I only ever make fun of my own uh miscomings unfortunate shortcomings if you will and it's i want to show that it's okay to laugh and it's okay to be to to watch educational content that i put out but i never try to seek those she's so brave because of the wheelchair and she drives she's so brave because she's pushing to be an actor or an author it's like no i just i just want to share what's going on in my brain whether it's dark spooky happy sad i just want to blurt out what's on my brain that day and i think i think my audience really enjoys that and, and i promise you it makes you that much more three-dimensional as well because sometimes you know especially in talking with you right we we see only two-dimensional persons when we watch social media but with the content that you have it's like okay watch me drive watch me eat watch me do this right you're we're you're you are inviting us into your world so please continue to do that, right? Please, I want to see more. <laughs> I want to see more. <laughs> I will try. Yay! I love it. I love it. How can the Fink Fam follow you on social media? Sorry? How can the Fink Fam follow you on social media? Uh, all my socials are Lolita Molina. I have TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Patreon. And I think that's it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the. Wow. Oh my goodness. That's enough. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. But thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate you. We will be following, watching even more so. Um, definitely. So Think Fam, definitely support, support, support. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Think Fam. director ryan Givens on the michael finkley show and if you ain't tuned in here i don't know what you doing because this boy good <laughs>
great salad, fabulous, or water gang, or potato salad, or chicken is fresh, macaroni and cheese is salted to perfection. I haven't found anything that's not great. Best one ever. Banana pudding, cakes, pies. Yeah. Selection is huge. Garden Alley is an awesome place to eat. I really love it. Come by and see the amazing staff at Garden Alley, downtown Mullins. Hi, guys. Welcome to Awaken. We wanted to serve the city of Mullins. We are church owned. And we felt like a coffee shop was such a huge need in the city in the city of Mullins. There's nowhere for people to just come, get a cup of coffee, sit with friends, maybe do some work on the laptop. And so we feel like it was a service that we could give back to the city. Well, our hope is that people will feel calm, that they'll feel welcome, that it'll be a place where they can come and just clear their mind. We come here twice a day. That's how I get their smoothies, their coffee, their lattes, bread paste, delicious. Oh, I love the atmosphere here. If I had time to come and just sit and relax, I would. It's awesome. One thing that I really love about it being here is just the cozy environment. It's so inviting. Um, I can come in here and I can get my schoolwork done, a good coffee and a good meal. Um, but I'm just really thankful that they're here and that I have a good place to go. We're open Tuesday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Saturday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Awaken Coffee Bar, downtown Mullins. Show. Now, y'all, my next guest, y'all, he is family, near and dear to my heart, but he's doing some incredible things in the community and assisting others when it comes down to their finances and just informing persons when it comes down to financial literacy. Y'all, he had he is a great guest for our community spotlight series here on the Michael Finkley Show. He is the founder of the Exit Strategy LLC. He is none other than my cousin. I call him Richie, but the world knows him as Ronald Richardson II. How are you? Michael, thank you so much for having me. I won't, I will not tell them what your nickname is. <laughs> because Listen, you can go ahead because I share everything with the big fam. Um, hey, follow me, Michael. I'm like, oh my gosh, who is that? Like, I know, I know. It's so weird. Somebody behind me is like, what in the world? It's weird. It's weird, but it's weird. <laughs> we have known each other all our lives, and literally, it's like, okay, now I guess we're grown up now. We have to, we have to act yeah. as such. I guess we have to use our professional names. I, I guess Ronald. I know it just sounds it just sounds so weird you calling me that but yeah. <laughs> but listen I, I'm I'm glad to be here with the Fink fam the Fink family <laughs> that's what you call it right the Fink yes. the Fink family? Yes. okay yes we're the Fink family over here in this corner and I appreciate you because you. you know we we um we grow right we improve and we find our niche in life and you have truly found yours um, within what you're doing now, right, with the Exit Strategy LLC. So tell us about this fantastic business. Yep. So um, I'm glad you asked. Uh, so I am a financial professional and um, I don't know if I can bring this up, but there's there's a topic that um, is kind of going on social media about um, someone who's dear to the food community and in a person of Keith Lee. Right. And I love Keith Lee. And a lot of buzz was going around and someone asked the question, like, what gave you the authority or the right to be able to critique these foods or what's your qualifications? I mean, the man is qualified to do what he does. He has 
over 14 million followers. <laughs> so <laughs> what what other qualification do you need? Um, so I say that I do, I am qualified to do what I do to be to be a financial professional because I'm a former branch manager at the largest regional bank in Virginia. So although I'm from South from South Carolina, I now reside in Virginia, been here for eight years. And um, so with that, yes, for eight years, it's been almost a decade. So I'm coming up on nine years. Um, so I, I've been here. I've been in the finance industry, um, start off as a banker at, at the bank and actually worked my way up pretty quickly. In a year and a half, I became uh, the branch manager. So I did that and um, I ran a branch. So I do have some um, credentials. Right. So I do have some credentials that I can share uh, that people can can trust me. So I've been vetted. Right. So with that being said, I wanted to take my expertise in that field and to be able to um, educate. So I'm also a youth pastor as well. So praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm a youth pastor at my local church. And, you know, and I wanted something that I can have my youth do um, during the pandemic. So during the height of COVID, um, when it kind of settled down just a tad bit down in, in around about November, uh, we still had the stickers on the floor and everything like that. Um, and we still had the mask and we had to be six feet apart. And we still had to limit our, our amount of people that would be at the event. But I wanted to do something to um, give them a real life simulation, a scenario to what to expect whenever they exit their parents' home. I wanted to be able to give them a strategy for, so they can be good stewards over what God gives them. And not just financially or monetarily, but also the gifts that God gives us. Right. We, we also hear, you know, in the scripture that our gift makes room for us. And he and God also gives gifts without repentance. So all of us have a gift. But I teach them how to use that gift and then using that gift and thinking about it now rather than waiting until they're senior in high school and, and trying to take the first round of SAT or ACT. And um, they have to have a certain score to get into the school of of choice that they that they want to get into. So um, I started it um, in 2020 and it actually expanded from there. So I've been doing it several times since then, and I just don't do it for teenagers. Now I do it for adults. So I, I branched it off for adults, small business owners, and entrepreneurs. And as you can see in my background, I turned it into a challenge. And the reason why I call it a challenge is more than just a course, but I want to challenge the way that you think about finances. Because when it comes down to finances, um, I always talk about money. And another word for money is currency. That word currency is universal. So if you go to each country, their money is called something different. You know, we have the USD, which is the US dollar here in America. You go somewhere across or overseas, then that name for their money is going to be something different. But at the end of the day, it is still currency. So uh, with that being said, I like the word currency because it relates to a current. And a current is something that is in a stream or a body of water. And if you swim against the current, they tell you don't do it. But if you swim against the current, then it has the potential and the ability to drown you. And a lot of people are drowning in their finances because they are swimming against the current. They're swimming against the flow that has already been established. So, yeah, that's why that's why I started it. And that's why I do what I do. I want to educate people. And you, we, we all are responsible for what we hear. So now that I have this information, I've heard it over the years, I've done it, I've been in it. Now I, I feel it's my responsibility to share. Like 
first of all, my mind is blown because I've never heard <laughs> in that sense before. I feel that if we hear it more in, in a sense that we will understand, um, mm-hmm. I'm literally drowning because I'm I'm swimming against the current when it comes to my finance. I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I don't want to die. So <laughs> let me uh, let me try to get this money thing right. Like right. I, I love I love that wording. I really do. And I feel that as far as you hear more of that, of the of even adults, right? We hear right. more of that. It's just like, okay, this makes it real. This yes. makes it real for us. Uh, what type of trends have you seen thus far when people come to you and they're like, you know what, Ronald, I need assistance in this. Or when you're doing your workshops, they're like, they, they hear these, you hear these different war stories. What type of trends do you hear when it comes to finances from in, different individuals? Yeah. Um, so I hear, I've heard it, I've heard it all, right? Because again, being inside of the branch, I've seen people and I've helped people that, who have a lot of money and some who don't have as much money. Some who live paycheck to paycheck, um, scratching and surviving, just like, you know, the old theme song of good times, oh. you know, <laughs> you know, and, and I had individuals that had millions, uh, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars in the bank. Um, so I, I've seen some people that need my help for different reasons. And some of it and some of it, too, is. It, does, it doesn't matter how much money you have, people want more, more, more money. They just want more of it. Right. So if, if, you, if you don't have a lot of money already, you want more money. You know, if you have a lot of money, you still want more of it. <laughs> so um, I, I, I've, I've had individuals often come to me. And even now, um, some of them want to skip steps. And they they want to they they feel like they want to get to a certain place, but they haven't met the criteria yet. If I can if I can use that as an example, um, it's almost like a video game. You can't jump to level sixteen if you haven't passed levels one through fifteen. So you know, just like that, you know, popular saying there's levels to this. So the trends that I've seen is that people, when they don't understand how money works and how money operates. Then they end up back where they left off. They they end up back to where they were at the beginning because their mind has not changed when it comes down to money. So it, that's why people who win the lottery, and usually the people that play the lottery are people who are in poverty. So with that being said, <laughs> that's the reason why a year afterward they they have to file for bankruptcy because they didn't factor in and consider that they need to pay taxes on this million dollar house. They didn't consider that they need to maintain and upkeep this $200,000 vehicle, right? So is these things that, that, that I've seen people just trending as far as their mindset when it comes down to money. If, if they don't change their mindset on how money operates and how many works and that it's just a tool, it it, it helps it, it breeds a, a mindset of money controlling you when you should be controlling the money. So so that that's what I come across a lot. And again, and that's not just limited to the, the individuals that um, are in those poverty situations, but it's also for individuals that do have a lot of money and can be a little too greedy. Um, so, yeah, so some trends I've seen are just in the sense of people just wanting more money, but sometimes more money isn't the answer to their problem. Um, I, I know that again, you hear these different war stories or what have you. Um, what is your advice as an expert 
uh, what are some things? Give us like the top three things that we should do to get to our next level of financial growth. Three tips to get to that next level. Um, this is uh, this is very important. So I tell people this, and this is not always what they want to hear. Okay, but this is very practical, <laughs> and but this will always this will also be life changing. So if you don't like these three, ask me again. I'll give you a different three. <laughs> but I break my 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 business down or or my challenge down into three parts and three segments. It's very simple, and it's five days, and each day is cohesive and consistent with three these three points: explanation, intention, and objective. So I'm gonna give. I'm going to give everyone that's watching this. We're all at different um, parts of our financial journey. I don't know where you are, but if you're watching this, I want to challenge you to do these three things. I want you to explain, give an explanation of why you even need money in the first place. I want you to I want you to find the intention and the intent, your intention behind money and having money or currency. And I want you to understand and realize what is the objective of money. What is the current objective is you, that your money is using in your life now? Is it just, are you caught up in a, a circulation, which is another word for circulation is a cycle where you go to work, get paid, and then you pay your bills and then go back to work again where you know you hate your job and you're stressed out? So find the, the explanation, find the intention, and then you find the objective when it comes down to money. And I guarantee you, your mind will shift as it relates to your money and you take back control. Then we can start with things like how can we increase your cash flow? How can we have the best budgeting tools and the best budgeting tips? How can we make smart and wise investment decisions? But we can't get to that until we tackle those three things, those three practical things. And yeah, so explanation, intention, and objective. So those are just three tips that I'm going to give you to explain. And, and it needs to be an explain, explanation to the point where you can even tie it into your purpose. Because if you can explain your purpose to the point where you don't have to explain it, then you've done the work already. Uh, so how can the Fink fam join the challenge and how can we follow you on social media? Yes. So Fink fam, um, you can go to the exitstrategychallenge.com and that's where you can find the challenge. And I do it uh, for five days and it's one hour per day. So it'll be during the time of uh, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But I also record those sessions. So it is a Zoom session. I record those sessions so you can go back and watch it if you miss it or if you're like a lot of my clients and students. You have to, even if you are at the live session, you have to go back and watch it because I give so much information. So just like you were doing this earlier when we started the show, that is just imagine an hour of that. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just mind blowing content that people have to, I tell them, listen, I'm gonna go back to the country for a second. <laughs> I, have, I tell them, listen, y'all better strap up and get ready. Y'all better buckle up. Because after each day, your ears going to be smoking. <laughs> your, your ears will be smoking. That's how much information I give. So go to the exit strategy challenge.com and sign up for the challenge. 
And I do have some also some package rates. So if you want to join as a family, that's fine. Or a group of people, some friends. I also um, have some package deals as well. Um, also, too, you can follow me on social media. Follow me on Instagram, Ronald K. Richardson. And on TikTok, Ronald K. Richardson. And you can find me on Facebook, Ronald Richardson II. So Instagram and TikTok, Ronald K. Richardson. And on Facebook, it's Ronald Richardson II. It works, Fink Fam. Definitely go follow, 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 follow. Fink Fam, don't go away. Hey, y'all. I'm artist Billy Stonecipher, and you're watching The Michael Finkley Show. Like a freight train down the fast lane, we're coming. Next Finkley. Arthur and Ted Talk speaker Nard J. Owens Jr. stops by and he tells us what's next. Plus, Community Spotlight Series. All new Finkley, Monday.